broadcasting live from the Zimmer Communications World Headquarters. Great news for the American people. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert, featuring Stephanie Bell, News Director Brian Houseworth, John Marsh, and Hannah the Producer. This is why we listen to you. Get ready, pal. And now, here's your host, Brandon Rathert. You know, Jake, it probably won't surprise you when I tell you I'm not trying to be like anyone else. What I'm trying to do is be true to my values and the values of my state. So, you know, I think everyone should make their own decisions about where they fit or where they don't fit. Um, I'm going to keep doing exactly what I do, which is just stay focused on the work, you know, and ignore all the noise. Uh, is she being genuine or is she full of crap? Kirsten Cinema on why she left the Democrat Party, a story we shared with you on Friday, a story that really broke Friday morning. She had written a letter to Gannett, which owns USA Today, and uh, basically the Columbia Daily Tribune. By the way, Columbia Daily Tribune is getting, I shouldn't say them, but Gannett, which owns the Columbia Daily Tribune, one of our local newspapers, is getting sued over a photo. Stephanie Campbell sued Gannett Media, more than 220 of its newspapers, including the Columbia Daily Tribune, Friday in federal court. This is according to ABC 17. The lawsuit is over Gannett's use of a photo that Campbell took of Katie Sowers, the NFL's first openly gay coach. The photo was included on page 15 of the lawsuit. She claims that Gannett used it without getting a license for it first. She wants profits from the... So in other words, she took a photo, should have been credited to her, and it wasn't specifically the Columbia Daily Tribune. I'm guessing that's something that came down from the mothership. Here's a stock photo of Katie Sowers, except it wasn't a stock photo of Katie Sowers. So they're getting sued. And well, and a lot of young people these days think like, well, it's on the Internet. I can just use it. Right. And I mean, and you can't. <laughs> Generally, you can't. Aww, uh, depending on. on what you're doing, but you for sure shouldn't be using it for profit. So, uh, you know, I, I, I would. Act, this is so interesting. I kind of want to go want to go dig down in the lawsuit and figure out why, like what happened, how that happened, because, you know, a professional media company should know better. But I wonder, like, what protocol didn't get followed such that the photo got, you know, published without permission? Did somebody, like, it happens all the time and somebody said, well, I'm going to do something about this because maybe that happens a lot, too. Somebody uses their photos. Ah, I don't care. Or did somebody say something? Uh, because this is something we deal with. And Andy Humphrey hosts an afternoon show. He's in for Brian Houseworth. Um with what we do with me, we have to be careful about photographs that we use. What's the thought yeah. process whenever you get into, we're going to use this photo, we're not going to use this photo. From your end, how does that work? I mean, if you're posting it on your own site and you're making your own story out of it, typically you're going to need permission to use somebody else's photo. And and yeah, we, we make sure that we do that and we go through all the proper channels to make sure that that happens. Social media is a little bit murkier, though, because... It's out there, and if you're just, it, you can even repost it to your thing, and it's it's even murkier to how you can even legislate what's yours and what isn't. Murkier is French for, I'm not real sure the answer to that one. Or maybe uh, I want to get sued. Um, yeah, no, I mean, I had, I had a, I have a big event at the Capitol every year, and I, you know, for a group that I'm a part of, the Federal Society, and I was like, <laughs> oh, it'd be nice to put a picture of the Capitol on the front of the thing. And I found a friend who, had, who I know takes photos, and I have the email that says, hey, here's the photo I would like to use. Can I use it? Um, and, you know, I don't make money off that association or anything, but, you know, it, it was, I still wanted to get permission before I went out and printed it on a bunch of stuff. Uh, and so when you've asked permission, from what I understand, because I don't do it a whole lot, uh, but more often, <laughs> I don't I ask for forgiveness. Um, yes. D- d- 
Are there a lot of times when you ask for permission to use a particular photograph? Are you often told no? I can't no? remember times when I was told no. Can't remember? I can't remember a time. Yeah, and that's, what is, so, like, what's her remedy here? Like, how much is that photo worth, the one photo that was published in all the papers? I mean, like, they weren't going to buy it, right? So how much money is she, is she wanting? That, you know, 100 bucks? You want 200, you know, what do you, what do you want from me? Uh, the money, or do you just want your name? Hey, and this photograph was taken by by this person. So, Kirsten Cinema wrote a letter in that newspaper, uh, AZ Central uh, in Arizona, explaining this is why. Basically, she's like, I just, I, I don't want to be beholden to those, to what this party uh, believes in. Some folks, obvious, and we, know, <laughs> I can give you the reaction, and you know which side it's coming from along the political realm. Uh, but here's what I love. Uh, you get a cranky old white dude uh, who's not happy with it, and you get him talking about what she has uh, what she has done. Bernie Sanders reacting. Does she have the guts to take on powerful special interests? No, she doesn't. She is a corporate Democrat uh, who has, in fact, along with Senator Manchin, sabotaged enormously important legislation sabotaged enormously important legislation that's not the correct phrasing mr sanders uh save the nation from more needless spending actually bernie sanders incidentally calling kirsten cinema a corporate democrat anybody know bernie sanders party affiliation mm-hmm. he's an independent too welcome to the show it's wake up mid-missouri stephanie bell Back from Washington, D.C. and Georgia. Glad you wish you were here. We could have used you last week when nobody else was here. I'm sorry <laughs> about that, friends. Uh, but I'm kind of glad I was gone because I apparently didn't catch the plague like you guys. <laughs> stay tuned. <laughs> yeah, stay tuned. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Any highlights? <laughs> Hold your breath. No, it was really good. So we were down in Georgia uh, for the runoff. Um, you know, obviously not the result any of us wanted, but kind of at that point we kind of knew. Um, it was pretty quiet. Uh, so we did the same thing we do often here in Missouri, answer calls uh, from poll watchers uh, about election law, about, you know, what's going on, if there's broken machines, how that's going. It was pretty quiet, which we kind of knew because a lot of people in Georgia voted ahead of time. Um, but overall, you know, I, you know, I think it was a pretty smooth election. Um, and so then went to D.C. and my law partner, Mark, won Republican Lawyer of the Year. Cool really that. cool. Uh, Congresswoman Vicki Hartzler was there. Uh, Congressman Blaine Luke DeMeyer was there. Uh, the award was presented by Ronna McDaniel. Um, uh, head of the uh, Republican National. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So uh, really exciting, exciting time and, and lots of friends in town, uh, you know, and um, so just celebrating. And then we went to the Republican National Lawyers holiday party. Very cool. Yeah. Oh, my favorite part of the Georgia thing was Raphael Warnock, despite his uh, his victory. There's still voter suppression. So we got on the Secretary of State's website in Georgia, Brad Raffensperger, I'm guessing you dealt with. But it's like uh, we had a record number of uh, early voters, mail-in ballots. Not only that, we had more people vote in the do-over than in the original. And you got this progressive idiot Democrat, Raph. Oh, there's still voter suppression. Voter one. My goodness. There's Andy Humphrey. Hey there. How was the game Saturday? (laughs) (laughs) It was fun for about an hour before it started, and then, uh, well, long. Yeah. Yeah, long and miserable. Uh, Be like babysitting your two-year-old nephew or something. Like, when is this going to end? So, how uh, how long? (laughs) All right. (laughs) That's an interesting analogy. I do feel bad, because I generally don't have cable, but I was watching the game 
at home for with my son who's taken an interest Are you in pirating basketball. it off the no internet? no I, I bought like a subscription for a month because I was like oh Drew's into basketball we're gonna watch and that was like one of his first I, I don't I don't want to out him that was like one of his first experiences watching college basketball it was uh, not good so how long into the game before you like well this is pretty boring oh it, it wasn't it wasn't always boring but it it was over by you know <laughs> a few minutes into the second half yeah yeah and then you knew. Hopes and dreams exactly. on the floor. Uh, somebody on the show here said Friday, we said, and, and we may have gotten our feelings hurt. I got a little triggered because we were asking somebody on the show Friday what they thought about Mizzou's chances against uh, KU. And they're like, they laughed. Who was that? Oh, it was you. It was me. <laughs> but you were Wait, wait a minute, what? <laughs> Friday. Friday on the show, we said, do you like Mizzou's chances? And you just kind of like, ah. I paused. <laughs> By I don't the, know if I laughed or if I paused. You can check the tape. By Whatever the way, I did, Brandon, I don't know. Did you play Stephanie the soundbite that we have of Andy from last week? Oh, I have. <laughs> I want to, oh, but gosh. I do. I want to know what is what does Saturday say to you about the rest of the season? Because I think you know we started really strong. Everyone was yeah. like, "But our schedule, blah blah blah." So you know, I have tickets in January. Am I going to be bored? In January? Well, <laughs> they have time to get better before then. But okay. they have a tough schedule. Probably depends which game you got on in I January. Don't honestly know. So because their their schedule is it, this is not the only tough game they have this month. Like this is the first of the stretch where they're going to have a lot tougher teams to deal with and so it's going to be a lot different than the first nine games okay she's uh, a tough basketball conference you know yeah, yeah. i mean my, look at alabama they beat the number one team yeah. in the country the other mm-hmm. it's a tough conference man my kid fouled out on saturday which is i think the second game he's Sorry. fouled out so we're going to try to watch some more basketball no, to try to I'm wrong with that you know every team needs Stay an aggressive. enforcer yeah <laughs> by the way a couple of things stephanie and i wanted to give you the heads up on that are coming down the uh uh pipe uh i don't know if you get your tax uh property tax bills yet but they are going up and i don't care where you live in missouri because of the cost of automobiles have gone up supply chain issues, what have you. And the other thing, uh, I don't know if you've seen this. Anybody ever use Venmo? I've never used it. I've just... <laughs> yes. Why is everybody Oh, laughing? my gosh. Because it's so common. Has anyone ever used the Google? <laughs> you ever heard of this thing called Facebook? You put photos and you, you talk incessantly about yourself on there. And Chris likes to call it the book of faces, but yes. The book of faces, Venmo. Kind of like MySpace, right? Yes. <laughs> You can find us on MySpace at Wake Up. You can find me on Venmo, too. Yeah. So everybody uses this. Marsh, you use Venmo? I use Venmo occasionally, yes. Oh, the legendary Marsh has even used Venmo. Well, it was either that or not get paid is basically what it amounted to. Well, if you've made a transaction uh, of at least $600 on Venmo... I'm safe. <laughs> <laughs> I think honestly, think I got that much money. <laughs> I mean, literally, my only my Venmo history is just me uh, tipping musicians, asking them to play whatever song I want. Like that's what I use it for. What else do people use this for? Do you like selling stuff on Facebook Marketplace? I think I've used it before. Is there other stuff like how? I mean. I guess maybe if you're, you're a local, like a small business, you could take a lot of payments. Like if everybody, you know, if you go out on like a group dinner or something like yes. that, and then one person picks it up, and then the other's like, hey, just Venmo me their their share of it. You know? I was going to say, I pay my car insurance every month to my mom on Venmo. 
But don't we have like automatic payments and stuff already for insurance and things? I uh, never mind. I'm the 51 year old white guy. The bunch. I'm reimbursing wanna... my mom because I'm still on her oh, plan. Okay. Yeah. So I I pay for my own, but. Well, if any of those are above 600 bucks, you're going to have to report it to the IRS. Okay, I have Andy's comments, <laughs> Hannah, but they're not dry. It's in the, I don't, I don't have them clipped dry. So, okay. Okay. Uh, so this is Andy from last week, Steph. I think Brandon's voice sounds sexy. Tell him. <laughs> Do we want to tell her the context no. of the story? You no. told me this. You said you love when women are like kind of sick and have lower voices. Oh, yeah. May West. May <laughs> Apparently, West Andy likes old. it, too. <laughs> no, one me. Smelly cat. That was just the messenger there. Uh, well, and Friday, so I was going to use that. So Andy said that during the show because Hannah's uh, grandma uh, texted during the show. <laughs> and Andy was kind enough to read the text. And the text of Grandma's Hannah was... Oh, okay, okay. See, Steph, you know how sometimes Brandon is trying to get you to say something goofy into the microphone? Yes. When we're recording after the show, and sometimes I fill you in on the joke he's no, trying to pull. No, she ruins it. I'm totally yeah. oblivious. Brandon's tried to get me so many times, and Hannah's like, the mic is on. Stop talking. That's basically <laughs> yeah. what uh, Brandon did to Andy. And, oh, and I would appreciate I would appreciate if you'd quit doing that, by the way. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> so, here's the other one uh, that I was going to use on Friday. Just leave me alone. Tell him it's... <laughs> <laughs> Coming up five minutes from now. Uh, what's hot with Hannah? What do you have for us today, Hannah? Do you know the comedian Fluffy? Are you cool enough to know who Fluffy is? Gabriel Iglesias? Yeah, whoa. Yeah, I know him. Yeah, I know. That was over my head. I have no idea what you guys are talking about. Well, it combines that and dogs, so Stephanie will love this story. Dogs, comedian, and a story Stephanie's going to love. It's What's Hot with Hannah. It's coming up five minutes from now. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri, featuring Brandon Rathert. Good morning, 725-ish, which means it's... It's 726. Time for What's Hot with Hannah. It's no secret that celebrities spend a lot of money on really stupid stuff. Um, Gabriel Iglesias, of all people, might have just topped the list. Might have taken the cake. Gabriel Iglesias, stand-up comedian. I think he's been in a movie uh, or two. Did he get started like on the comedic uh, American Idol kind of thing? I don't know if that's where he got his start. Or maybe he was... That, I'm not sure. His nickname is Fluffy. You might know Fluffy, him as yeah. Fluffy. Um, but he threw a very expensive $100,000 party for his uh, chihuahua named Risa. He gave her a quinceanera <laughs> because she turned 15 and he felt like he needed to celebrate his very old chihuahua. And so he spent a hundred grand on a very lavish party for her. And there were three like looks for the evening that she had and they're like pink tutus for this dog that is so old it can't even keep its tongue in its own mouth he pushed her around in a little stroller meant for a baby the whole night it, it's bad i wonder if he has any kids and if they've ever had a hundred thousand dollar party <laughs> he does not have any kids that's part of why he decided to throw the party was because 
He didn't have anybody else to throw a party for. And in all the pictures, so the dog is obviously old, 15 years old, and uh, can't even keep its tongue in its mouth anymore. You're getting dressed up. I wonder what how dogs really, what they're really thinking in a situation. <laughs> Whether you put a sweater, oh, it's 30 degrees outside, i got to put a sweater on my dog. Or you dress him up for Halloween, or you put uh, you know Christmas decorations on him. I wonder like, if dogs had opposable thumbs, would they be able, if they had five <laughs> fingers, would they be able to give us the middle finger for dressing? them up like human beings probably now we all know that i love dogs but chihuahuas i can't deal oh see i, I kind of like chihuahuas they're cute you can like carry them around a little purse they're so mean i have I never met a chihuahua that was not just a jerk uh and it seems usually a stereotype don't be mad but it's like it's usually it's like old women that have them as, as lap dogs and they keep them in the purse <laughs> are you calling me old yeah, well i could is what i'm saying is i, I mean, could Definitely see you with a chihuahua in your purse. Right? A chihuahua's like one step away from a cat in my mind. Like, it's just... Stephanie could have her, like, Elle Woods moment. Right? Isn't that dog a chihuahua? I think so. Do you know what we're talking no. about? No. Legally blonde. <laughs> no. Reese Witherspoon. She wears pink. She's a lawyer. And I think she does. I think you're right. I think she has a chihuahua. Come on, man. But again, no dogs for me, ever. That's ever, ever. Just lizards. By the way... Just lizards. Uh, so... Next week, you two girls are gone, so that means we got to do Steph's list of things that suck for the holidays this week. Yeah. You up for it? All right, let's do it. We can do it Friday or Thursday. We can do it Wednesday or tomorrow, but for sure not today. Uh, coming up <laughs> a few minutes from now, uh, what's happening with one of our local school districts? Mr. DeLeo would make an excellent president. However, I feel that electing the only cis white male on this board, president of this district, sends the wrong message. That is school board treasurer Jennifer Solot saying, hey, this is Willow Grove. What a lovely name for a town, by the way. Willow Grove, Pennsylvania. What a lovely name. Uh, but I guess that's racist and cisphobic. Saying I'm not going to base on I'm not gonna vote on this guy, saying he's qualified, he'd absolutely do a great job, but he's white. So I'm not gonna vote for him. Uh and he's he likes girls. He likes the opposite sex. Not gonna vote for him. These things are still happening in schools. Because I know during COVID, obviously a lot of attention as more and more parents started to see what was happening, even in local schools. These things are all real, They're not talking points. They're really happening. And it's still happening. And I'm wondering, have parents uh have since COVID is over, whatever you want to call it, kids back to school, whatever it is, are are parents are they still paying attention? To what's happening in schools? I sure hope so. One local school district, Columbia Public School Board, is voting today on an improvement plan for the district. And one of the things they are going to be facing, uh, drops in attendance, teacher retention, and increase in behavioral issues, all on the increase uh, since uh, since COVID-19. Uh, they have 90% of students back then attending classes 90% of the time. Now the students that are attending classes 90% of the time, it's only down to 67. Weren't there some people a couple years ago saying, hey, I, we think if you do this, number one, this is not that dangerous to kids. You know, and I take everything. Stuff happens in life. And we got to take some risks. 
Uh, quit pussyfooting around and just do it. And that's been my take on most of the COVID stuff. Uh, but wasn't there some people saying, hey, if you keep the kids out of school, aren't some of these things going to happen? And I think the answer was no, it wasn't yes. We know that, but we are planning now so that, you know, in 2021 and 2022 and 2023, we don't have to deal with lowering test scores, poor attendance, more discipline issues. Wasn't there somebody saying that a couple of years ago? A lot of people. I thought it was. A lot of people. And I hope people are paying attention. For a lot of uh, folks, this um, filing has opened for next spring's school board elections. Um, I know some conservatives in mid-mo made a run into school boards last couple uh, cycles that weren't successful. Uh, but I hope we see some some differing points of view. Also, to Andrea Lisenby and Adam Burks in the Columbia Public School District, uh, two conservatives, uh, and just super, style, you know, they weren't. Uh, what a lot of people might say, well, they were far right, which I've learned a lot of people, the progressives, uh, if, if you're about the family nucleus, you're far right. <laughs> you're crazy far family nucleus. What the hell are you talking about? That's crazy talk. No, see, you gotta have, you gotta have the, the transpho and you gotta, you gotta have all this stuff. It's just crazy. Uh, school board member locally, Suzette Waters, chatting with KOMU. Uh, regarding their five-year plan. I think it shows a willingness to address our shortcomings head-on. And, you know, that's why we're here, is for students to achieve. Address shortcomings head-on, which should have been done two or three years ago, when all of those shortcomings are now leaving people's, oh, my God, what do we do? Test scores are failing. There's more disciplinary issues. Kids aren't coming to school as much. If they were doing that, they would have done that then. They're not doing it now. And to Suzette Waters' credit, she was not on the school board uh, back then. She won election about a year ago or so. Welcome into the show. Uh, it's Wake Up Mid-Missouri. Stephanie Bell is back. Yay. John Mar, we all, we all are saying I'm yeah. so glad you're back. Yeah. Well, I'm glad, too. Glad you're back. That's producer Hannah. Good morning. Uh, John Marsh is here. Hannah felt kind of outnumbered. <laughs> I did. I see that. I did. Um, my name is Brendan Rather. Something we can do for you, 874-9390. 874-9390. I also want to mention, I'll start here because we have had several texts over the past couple of weeks on our text, 874-9390. Folks saying, hey, can you, t-? apparently there's a, a, a missing 15-year-old uh, kid from Ashland. Uh, her name is Emily Dubes. Uh, so we had several notifications here at the station. I reached out to the police chief in Ashland and said, hey, uh, what's going on with this? And I'll read you the response so that I don't get it wrong, so that I am being exact with what's, uh, with what's happening uh, here, because we got several about this. Gabe Edwards said, uh, the juvenile was reported to Ashland Police Department as a runaway, not a missing person, which is a status offense. They've not received verifiable intel that the juvenile is in danger or that any foul play has or is occurring. Now, that was from uh, last week. That was from Thursday with the Ashland police chief. So I don't know uh, what's going on there. And I would think even if it is bona fide and runaway, I would think as a parent, as a parent, I don't care if my kids, they're not there. 
Yeah. If they're not there, even if it was by choice, would still want uh, something on that. Well, we've got two missing teens in Owensville, um, but an update. One of them has been found. Uh, so um, it was reported by the Gasconade County Sheriff's Office that Jersey Reynolds, uh, age 17, and Brooklyn Reynolds, age 14, uh, were headed to a family member's house and hadn't been seen. Um, I think I saw that story yesterday, but as of this morning, they say Brooklyn, who is the younger one, was located and has been reunited with her family. However, Jersey Reynolds, 17, uh, still uh, outstanding. So I think some folks freaking out. So you've got this in uh, in Owensville. And by the way, the town that girl was uh, that one of the girls this morning from Owensville has been found in is uh, I don't know, like five ten miles from Owensville. And Owensville, but just a little over an hour drive from Ashland. So I think you got some folks that kind of look around and go, "Hey, uh, this is happening awfully close." To home. 874-9390. Brad, welcome into the show. What is on your mind? Hey, Brandon. This is uh, Brad. I was calling about something you were just talking about. Yes. Um, I have a guy that I like to listen to uh, who has a program called Wall Builders. His name is David Barton. And they were talking about the elections and how they were sort of disappointing in November. But he said part of the good news is that uh, school boards all over the country became more conservative and he said there were at least a hundred school boards yeah. that flipped from liberal to conservative uh, mostly about uh, whether it's CRT or uh, just sexual issues and um, that was good news for me so I just wanted to pass that along thank you and I had actually heard that too in the midterms obviously a lot of folks paying attention to the national elections the R versus D's and the red wave which of course did not materialize but I did see that story the number yeah. of school boards across the nation that did go more conservative Brad thank you for checking in and and thanks for uh, thanks for reminding me of that story okay thank you Brandon alright man you have a great day we appreciate you listening to Wake Up Mid-Missouri and I wonder some of the other things that happen in schools that we don't even know about, especially in grade schools. You got a bunch of young kids, impressionable kids, and they're guided by adults all day. And I, I don't know what's going to uh, happen. I was chatting with somebody the other day. Apparently, at one of the local schools, those uh, the air uh, Apple Air uh, thing, which blows drop. Blows me away that you can do this, but like if you have the Apple Air, you just drop photos onto unsuspecting people if they also have. And apparently, some heard more than once, like pictures that are getting dropped at schools on these earphones. I don't know what an administration does about that. Uh, I don't know what mom and dad does about that. Do they say, well, you're not taking your iPhone to school. We're going to put you on the droid platform so you can't. So you can't, uh, so you can't do that. I love this, and I don't know why, but anytime a criminal, an alleged criminal, gets caught, uh, I smile sometimes. I pump my fist. Especially when... It, is that mean? No. Especially when it comes to porch pirates. Oh, yes. Columbia police have arrested a couple of uh, porch pirates over the weekend. What a name. That's kind of a lofty nickname, isn't it? It sounds almost swashbuckling and noble. Look what I did. I went onto somebody's front porch when they weren't home, and I picked up this box that didn't belong to me, and I stole it. I'm a pirate. Arr, <laughs> they should make Jack them. Sparrow. <laughs> porch pirate extraordinaire. One of our listeners is very good with gra- social, <laughs> with like graphic design. We should get uh, their mug shots and like <laughs> and superimpose an eye patch and like a cool hat on them. Pants actually- on the shoulder. I actually have a porch pirate story, kind of, sort of. Oh, no. We're really? listening. Um, so I ordered save the dates for our wedding, right? 
I designed them online, ordered them, spent a decent chunk of change on them, and it wasn't until I got the shipping notification that I realized I had them shipped to my old apartment in Jefferson City. And of course, I now live in California. And after it ships, there's nothing you can do to correct the address, right? So I had to send my poor fiance to our old apartment to see if he could steal the package off the porch. <laughs> really? Whoever lives in that apartment now. Yeah, it's this bright orange box. And he said when he got there, thank goodness it was sitting on the front step, but that there were people outside in the apartments next to it. And they were definitely looking at him really funny. <laughs> so he, he terrible. Was, he was worried that he was going to be accused of for sure but, stealing someone's package. But technically, it was yours. I have like the opposite story. When I was out of town, I had a package that was misdelivered across the street and down a ways. And the person found my phone number and they called me and they said, "Hey, uh, just checking, but like, were you expecting a package? It showed up at my house." And I said, "Yeah, I'm out of town." They're like, "No problem. We'll send you know send it down. We'll take it and set it on your porch for you." That's. That's small town America. So nice. <laughs> I love that. Somebody did steal my DoorDash order one time off my <laughs> really? porch. Really? That's yes. brutal. I was, was so sad. <laughs> I was so sad. And the restaurant I had ordered from had closed in the amount of time that I placed the first order. So I couldn't <sighs> reorder my food. It was just not a good night. That's the worst. Like when you open the fridge and you're like, oh, I've been craving that leftover Chinese food or that pizza. And then I look at Chris and I'm like, did you eat that? Like... Oh, you're so disappointed when you realize yes. someone else ate it. Well, and the the other thing that sucks, too, is, uh, is I know at least like in Boone County, in Columbia Police, uh, and I don't know how some of our other uh, sheriffs and other law enforcement agencies are doing, but as far as I know, just about everybody is shorthanded right now. So can you imagine your little whatever the hot toy of the year is? Does anybody know what the hot toy of the year is this year for toys? No. Uh, whatever the hot toy of the year That's is. That's on me, sorry, but I don't like toys. <laughs> I should know. List of seventies list of things that suck. Uh, But I, uh, I, I I wonder. um, I forgot where I was going. You wonder about the how? Like you were talking about hot toys being delivered to people's porches and then people fighting over them and like the police. I think you're right. Oh, police shorthanded. Yeah. So then you call the police. You're calling nine one one or three one one and saying, "Hey, somebody stole." My chatty Kathy doll off the front porch or whatever. Tickle like, me Elmo. Tickle me Elmo. And they're like, hey, uh, I got a... Uh, Nintendo uh, Switch. <laughs> Nintendo Switch. Uh, and the police, they're shorthanded. Uh, and why? Because of the progressive media, because of progressives and all these people who are saying defund the police and the people that needlessly hate on cops, which we see especially in the city of Columbia. We have a large group of people hate on cops. Uh, and then they wonder, why do we have shortages and stuff? Do we have the number one selling toy of the year we could do like in five minutes from now? Uh, yeah, I'm Googling and it's it's bad. All right, good. Uh, that's coming up. The bat toy. Do we have it? We. Yeah. We succeeded. Did you just show? ask me to Google something for you? You're in trouble. Is this, Uh-oh. Is this pirate music? Does this count? Uh, porch pirates busted by Columbia police. And I don't know why, but I, I love when that happens. Going to steal another people's stuff. There's a couple of women doing it. Coming up five minutes from now. So what is the hottest selling toy of the year that's coming up? We'll compare and see what that's looking like on your Santa list. 
This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri, featuring Brandon Rathert. According to Wake Up Mid-Missouri, your favorite morning show, 93.9 The Eagle. Here's a big old serving of leftovers. Enjoy. All right, leftovers here on the show. Some of the things we didn't get to get into the show today because of time constraints. Uh, and today, leftovers, we find Rick in the refrigerator holding a dish of leftovers. Rick, welcome to the show. What do you have for us? Well, you know, this Keystone Pipeline, which Joe Biden shut down, made it non-existent, suddenly had a big oil spill. Uh, yeah, the over in Kansas. Spill. Yeah, the big the big oil spill, which is in southern or northern Kansas, is suspected because the federal government allowed those companies to raise the pressure to above safe levels so that they could move more oil. And furthermore, they're still digging trenches, welding pipe together and making this pipeline. Mm -hmm. They're just not doing it with federal money. Everybody lied to us about this. Absolute lies. Nobody's going to tell us the truth anymore. And it's horrible. And you didn't see that on TV this weekend. I did see very little of it. But yeah, this is in Washington, Kansas. Rick, thank you for the phone call. Uh, so if you're in Kansas City, basically you go a little north, three hours to the west, you'll run into a town called Washington, Kansas. Uh, about 14,000 barrels of crude. It's about half more than half a million gallons uh, of crude oil over the uh, weekend. But you're right, and here's the thing, and I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but because of the lies we get from the administration, you know, like the border is secure and things like that, uh, their reputation precedes them. Uh, and it's fair to ask questions like that. Okay, what do you got, Stephanie? Well, you got anything in your refrigerator today for leftovers? Um, not really. No, mm. I think we got it all. No, so, we oh, for sure here's did what not. We, what we didn't get, uh, this was interesting. State Representative Michael Davis filed legislation seeking to repro- reproach U.S. Senator Roy Blunt because uh, he didn't like the way he voted on uh, everything. Yeah. Okay. W- what is like the trying to dunk on Senator I don't know we got leaving. some cranky just... folks last week and I get it people like Roy Blonda they don't like him and they criticize us every time he's on the show why didn't you ask him this why didn't you ask you that well if you're laying asphalt on the road and I'm coming to your job I am in no way going to try to pretend like I know how to do your job or what it is that you have to do and that's kind of why didn't you ask him this well see we only get X amount of time and why didn't you press him on on this well because that vote was two years ago and I get it and I respect that you don't like Roy Blunt uh, that's fine um, but Scott Fawn from Missouri Times, he was on here and talking about Roy Blunt's final um, floor speech. Uh, and I don't know. So the guy's career is uh, done. So what is the point of filing legislation to reproach, which basically is bad, Roy? We didn't like how you voted. Uh, I don't. Uh, you know, I, yeah, I, I, I mean, don't know you what the get, purpose of that is. You but. get elected. To go do something good for your constituents, and this is this is all you got. This is your priority. Like, what on earth? Yeah, it's just. Uh, and here's the thing. This is passing shot. You know. Yeah. They, yeah. Passing shot. It's like there's there's in my mind. Uh, there's just no need to do this. I guess maybe if you were still in office, do something then. If you know, but to do it 
now. I don't know. Uh, because, you know, people say, well, you got to be tougher on this. you got to do this. And those people have never served uh, as a legislator in Washington, D.C., nor have I. No. I don't know what it's uh, like. Senator Bunt will be seek- speaking to SEMO graduates this weekend, actually. He'll be in town offering advice to the youths. That's where I dropped out of school. Southeast <laughs> Missouri State. Marsh, anything in your fridge? That's pretty much it. I think we got it covered. Well, how about that? Something's wrong then. We can never, ever do everything on the show again because then we run out of stuff uh, for uh, leftovers. Uh, yeah, that's it. Gary Nolan show is coming up just minutes from now. I do want to remind you, coming up Wednesday, it's a 93.9, the Eagle 104.5 News Radio 950 KWOS, Commerce Bank 141 Holiday Food Drive. This benefits the Food Bank of Central and Northeast Missouri, covers 32 counties, over 100,000 uh, people doing this with Inside Columbia Magazine, professional firefighters. They're going to be uh, collecting donations. Equipment share is helping us out. Missouri Pork Association, Don Nicodem, and those folks, they're helping us out, too. That is coming up on Wednesday. You can come to Orschland in Jeff City. You can come to the mall in uh, in Columbia. You can drop off food, cash donations. will be best. Nolan's next. See ya. Bye.